Welcome to Occasionally Awesome. I'm Nick Yusa. I'm covered in dogs. You are covered in furry dogs. Fuck, man. Uh, they kind of run your life. Oh, kind of? Yeah. They're kind of like, hey, we're sitting on you while you do they this podcast. They 100% run my entire existence right now. Yeah. Right now, if Cub wanted to knock that laptop off of you, he could, and you wouldn't get to be that mad. Oh, he costs so much more than this laptop? Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's he's like four laptops. At this point... Now he's knocking over my computer. All right. <laughs> <laughs> At the, I think at this, in the last two weeks, he's two, he's two and a half laptops. Jesus. <laughs> That is so... I mean, how did... Did dogs used to cost that much money, or did people just go, well, fuck it, they're going to die? I think people, uh, as people gotten have gotten lonelier, or more uh, more um, to themselves, their pets have probably become more important to them emotionally. Therefore, they're willing to spend more money on keeping them alive. Or do you think that there's just like... People just are, are treating animals more like people in general. They're yeah. It's like this. Dogs aren't just animals that live in our house. Yeah. They're like people. So like vet, vets became more of like a a thing that you would go to. Yeah. More than once every three years. Unless, you know, if your dog's limping around, you'd take them. To, but now it's yeah. like they need checkups. Yeah. I think vets were a thing for farm animals more before. And now. Yeah. They're like, uh, you're about to get humped. I'm going to get humped hard right now. Yeah. Take it. Do it. Take it. He's the laziest humper. Well, you're at a bad angle. You barely try. There you go. Get, yeah. in, get in there. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, for the listeners that don't know, Cub has uh, a health issue. Yep. That's eating away your savings. Yep. No. <laughs> That's it's not, not eating cheap. away my savings. It's eating away my, my all my possessions. Yeah. It's not a uh, get a bottle of Advil to remedy the situation <laughs> type thing. These do- no. dogs cost money, you guys. Yeah. If you want to get one. And you walk into the vet. They look right at your face. They go, look at this sucker. Yeah. Hand us your wallet. He's going to pay for every test we <laughs> ask for because he is stupid and emotionally stunted. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I'm so happy to be home. How was Vegas? <laughs> Vegas was a fucking piece of garbage city <laughs> like it always has been, like it always will be. Yeah. It's a sewer. It's a cesspool. Fuck, man. It's full of fucking fat garbage humans, just like last time. It's like, never going to get better either. No, no. It's going to stay the same. It's going to get... No, no. It will get worse. Um. Yeah, I guess it will get worse. Yeah. Um... I almost wish I w- it was still run by the mob. Yeah, at least it would have that edge. Yeah, some character to it. Yeah, some fun, edgy character. Yeah. Now you go and it's like, I mean, everything looks the same. Everything feels the same. Run by a Cracker Barrel. Yeah. I had to find, you know, more shit to do, obviously, off the strip, which yeah. I'm like, I've, I'm getting good at. Yeah. You know, I can go now and be like, okay, I got seven things to do. And then I don't even get to all of them, which is kind of nice. Right. Like, I had two or three things left that I, I was like, well, I'll just save it for the next time. I'm stuck here for five days. They, I was supposed to be there through Sunday, and then they canceled the Sunday show because of the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. And I've never been so happy to have a Super Bowl Yeah. How did they even think life. to have one? No idea. Yeah. But they're like, yeah, a very rare week where we cancel the Sunday show. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I'm yeah. glad I'm here on that week. Yeah. The Sunday show in Santa Monica was sort of shitty, too. Really? Well, the game took so long. So the show, the game wasn't over until, like, legitimately 730. So yeah. to get, you would have had to, like, go home or, like, immediately decide to go to a show. Like, it wasn't yeah, good. From the Super Bowl yeah. party you were at. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't have been happier to, to, ha- to hear the Super Bowl is going to make my life better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
as opposed to not affected at all. Um, I also quit smoking when I was in Vegas. What? Yeah, right before I left, actually. Like for the trip, or you're like, all no, right, I'm quitting smoking. It's, it's over. Wow. Yeah. And you're just you're not going to use any outside help. You're going to try to do it yourself. No, I'm not a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, yeah, I'm doing it. Uh, doing it by myself. Has it been hard so far? I'm going to kill you right now. If that's what you mean. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. Um, this got really dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just like smash my laptop yeah. with my bare hands. Um, no, it's actually, it's not. I've had a few like moments where I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm being irritable right now. And it might be because of a lack of nicotine. Is it? But well, it's oh. been like I mean three or four times Most in seven people days. I know complain about or the th- the thing that makes it hard is the routine of it. So like normally you're like I go to this place, I get right. a cup of coffee, and then I usually have a cigarette. It's that it's like oh that's the liquor store where I buy a cigarette. Yeah, like, your body yeah. just you find yourself reaching like if you walk out to your onto your balcony or if you like yeah. are heading towards the coffee shop you get coffee in the afternoon you find yourself like heading towards your pocket to yeah. get and you're like oh I don't do that anymore like it, you don't even notice you're doing it you're like reaching yeah. or looking for your cigarettes and you're like oh I don't do it. like when I was driving home from Vegas I was like uh I was like oh okay I'll get on the freeway and have a cigarette like when I start when I like leave and I was like oh I don't do that anymore that's weird. But then it went, you know, went away after 30 seconds. And then a couple other times I was like, uh, there's certain songs that like a cigarette goes good with, which weird. sounds weird. But like there's certain like road trip songs that you, you hear and you're like, yeah, cr- crack down the windows and like, yeah. you know, light up a cigarette and enjoy it. Like there, it's more of like a companion type thing that I'm going to miss because for me, I'm not. They link uh, your addiction to cigarettes by how soon after you wake up you want one. Oh, so the, the which makes sense because like that that your brain yeah. is thinking about it. So like if you wake up and you immediately want one, that's your brain just being that much more addicted to nicotine. Is that a thing they do with cigarettes only, or is that for lots of addictions? I don't. Know. I, the The study I was reading was about cigarettes okay. and nicotine, so it would make sense. But this was just about about cigarettes, right? Um. I mean, I know they all they all all drugs work differently in how they affect your your rewire your brain and stuff. But so I've never been one of those people. Like I think it's gross to smoke in the morning. I usually don't have a cigarette until the afternoon anyway or the uh-huh. evening. And I'm not one of those like go into like cravings and like get crazy and like you know snap. Like if I don't have cigarettes and I'm with someone, I'm not like we need to stop everything we're doing and go get some. I'll just right. go. I'll just get them later. Right. So. I think in that sense, it's it, it's going to make it easier. Like I'll go a day or two sometimes without even really noticing it, depending on what I'm doing. Without like I'll go, oh, I only had one cigarette all day. Do you feel like you could be a person that like has like one a month, or do you have to like give it up? Completely? Yeah, I don't think so because I know I. Given all that, like that, I can't buy one. <laughs> you can't buy a cigarette. Yeah, they should have it so you can buy one. I think in many- certain cities, like New York and stuff, when you go to like those little corner store bodega things, they sell them individually. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, um, but yeah, you find that in certain places. But so yeah, it's like I don't think my addiction's like that crazy to it. But nevertheless, I 
I know my I still have an addiction to nicotine for sure. Right. Um. So I don't think I could be like, oh yeah, one a month because that I know that'll turn into like, fuck it, I'll have a few today, or I'm gonna yeah. go hang out with my friend who smokes a lot. We're gonna we'll get coffee, have a bunch of cigarettes, yeah. And then the next thing I know, I'll be smoking like, like daily. But, but it was one of those things where I've been thinking about doing it anyway. Yeah. Like I always told myself, I'll eventually I'll quit when I'm ready. Yeah. And I've never really put a lot of thought into like, oh, I'm going to do it. But the last like six to nine months or something, somewhere in between there, if I've just been thinking about it more and not enjoying smoking. I feel like you're at a good age to quit. Yeah, I, I think so. Or like think most so of the damage could be reversed at this point. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think too much, hopefully, has been done anyway. Because I'm healthy and active anyway. Yeah. It doesn't really get in the way of that. Yeah. Like I don't find myself getting wind or unable to do physical things yeah so but i've just been not enjoying it like i'll, I'll go have a cigarette like if i'm if i'm at the comedy store i smoke more there than anywhere because mm-hmm. you're just hanging out yeah. you're killing time a lot of people smoke there so like i'll be having cigarette and i'll go i don't even want to be having this yeah but i'm just doing it out of routine and i'm like well that's that's not good i had that happen to me with porn Really? Yeah, I was like, I don't even want to be those sex. So yeah, I mean that yeah, that was that was starting to happen more. And then this girl that I've that I kinda like is like I don't wait I don't want you I don't I don't rewind, like it. Rewind the presses. Yeah. <laughs> rewind the presses. <laughs> so she goes because you're always like that's always the last twenty percent of something. It's always like yeah. some external thing pushes I you. I wouldn't uh date a girl who is an active smoker oh really it's gross to me it's funny the girls i've dated in the past have always said like i've always told myself i'd never date a smoker and then they ended up doing it do you but i'm not like i don't smoke like a chimney so when you first start hanging out with someone do you do you smoke at the same rate or do you find yourself like first few dates or whatever you don't smoke well i'll smoke i just happen to smoke less if i'm hanging out with anyone who doesn't smoke right because if it's like if it's out of sight, it's out of mind with me for the most part, right? And you've and it can feel like a little rude if someone's not smoking just to like start smoking in front of them. It's a little presumptuous. Yeah, yeah. Unless like I, they've seen me. Yeah, you know, doing. They know that I do it. Then I, you know, I will. But um, but yeah, this girl that I've you made love, out with that a you love, times. yeah, that I love. No, no, if you're changing your lifestyle for yeah, far from. But yeah, she was, I think, the last... Because I've been telling myself for seven, eight months, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eventually do it. I'm going to eventually do it. And then I keep, I kept not doing it. So this was the last... And I was like, this will probably push me over the edge to do it. And then I'm like, yeah. and I'm going to shithole Las Vegas <laughs> where I'll be out of my routine where I'm not like going to be at the comedy store, going to be driving to Santa Monica in traffic and I'll have a couple cigarettes in the car, like that kind of thing. And... That's one of the few places where cigarettes are gross to me is in, yeah, a, okay. is in a casino. Yeah. So in the mornings in a casino, in an airport smoking lounge, and there's another one. Like uh, Or like at the beach or like after working out or something. Smoking at the beach seems so weird to me. Yeah, yeah. I've never th- kind of enjoyed that. So there's like three or four different scenarios where smoking has never been attractive to me. But yeah. I'm like it's not always morning, so I can't I can't do that. But if I'm in Vegas for six days and I'm in these casinos and it's it's not even going to smell good. Yeah. So like it's it was fucking easy. 
Shithole Las Vegas would be a good name for a very small, honest, cause like a tiny casino. Yeah. Shit Four hole. tables, ten <laughs> slots. Four tables. They have one waitress. Yeah. They and they have, like. What do you have for food? Like we only have bologna sandwiches. Yeah. But they're called bullshit bologna sandwiches. Yeah. They're like, look, like, it's a shit. We're shit, everything's shit yeah. And you're like, where are we gonna go? Well, let's go to shitholes. Who cares? Let's go to shitholes. The Jumbo's clown room of casinos. Jumbo's is actually kind of cool. Never been. It's. A, I like that you use it as a reference to yeah. judge something. You've never even set foot in the place. I'm basing it on everything I've ever heard anyone say. It's about like it. a burlesque rock bar, but it didn't used to be. No, it's been that way for a long time. I thought it was just a gross strip joint. Uh-uh. I thought it changed to burlesque rock bar like in the last like five or ten years. Not that I know of. Oh, okay, fair yeah. enough. Sorry, Jumbo's um, Clown Room. Yeah, it's a cool. It's a cool place. Oh, I'm gonna go um, after this podcast. I'm yeah, they don't even like get naked. It's just like oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's a it's a cool spot. Yeah. Um, all right. So right now it is we're t minus uh, five days away from if you're a guy emptying out your entire bank yeah. account into the woman you love's heart. State mandated <laughs> romance. Yeah, romantic jury duty. Pretty much. Yeah, it's Valentine's Day coming up, so. Uh, I found this thing on Thought Catalog. Thought Catalog is a, a decent website full of articles and listicles and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, the article is called 12 of the Most Romantic Gestures from History That Will Put Modern Romance to Shame. It is by Jessica Winters. And I thought some of these were pretty uh, good and interesting. Not in a way to like shit on it, but they were uh-huh. good. Number one, uh, he had long stem roses delivered to her grave. Three times a week for 20 years. Who, you may ask? Baseball legend Joe DiMaggio. That's insane. He was married to Marilyn Monroe for less than a year in 1954. But after she died in 1962, he arranged with a flower shop to place long stem roses on her grave three times a week for the next 20 goddamn years. What was that marriage like to where he's sending roses three times a week forever? I don't know. It sounds... I mean, she fucked him up, but good. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if it makes... It makes me think DiMaggio was like a very, like, simple country boy who did not... Was not in any way prepared for whatever yeah. Marilyn Monroe threw at him. For the for the big city girl. Yeah. I mean, she was, you know, <laughs> notorious pillhead. Like, I think probably prone to some very, uh, probably... Interesting behavior that was a little erratic, which she when you're into been, somebody makes you more obsessed with them. She must have been fantastic in bed. I think there was probably I think I think he probably never, ever got over her ever. Yeah. Even close. Yeah. I mean, who the fuck even gets anyone roses three times a year, let alone three times a week, three times a week for 20 years that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. My rule for for Valentine's Day is cuz I'm like I'm very anti any of those holidays, but not to the to where I'm going to ruin it for, you know, the girl yeah, or other yeah, people, yeah. but I just don't agree with them. I don't like yeah. them. I'm not like ready for it, but um so every girl I've ever dated, I tell from the get-go, I'm like I'm not a Valentine's Day person. Just <laughs> so you know, I'm not. I don't know where you are with it, but yeah. From the get-go, and then usually kind of there's some kind of like comp. I'm like, I get it. I'm not going to force you to do something you hate. But if we don't do something like specific for it, and I know this going in, like I'm the kind of person anyway that will do Valentine's type things on random days. So right. like you'll get 
candy and flowers and that kind of stuff anyway, which kind of lessens the blow right. if you're avoiding Valentine's Day. Right. So for anyone that is like that, be the kind of guy that gets her flowers on random days anyway, and then Valentine's Day won't seem like such a big deal. I think a fair compromise is just, can we do it a different date? The 13th or 15th. It's being a part yeah. of the, the mass that bothers me. Yeah, because you get price gouge. Everything's busier. Everything's crowded and annoying. It's insane, yeah. It makes it's it's like the act of going out and doing something nice together is a little shittier on Valentine's yeah. Day because of the crowd and that aspect. That's the part that bothers me. Yeah, like what I mean, you could go to Disneyland on a Saturday in July, or you can go on a Tuesday in April. Yeah, and yeah. it's you're, it's still Disneyland. You're still having a good time. Yeah, but why go when everyone's there? Yeah. Yeah, that's the, it's 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 never been the stuff the the like doing stuff that bothers me. It's the day. Yeah, Ugh, it's the worst. The day and and then the the fucking price hikes. Yeah, you're getting fucked. Um, number two, she bought him a car painted in red hearts with a note that said, "You're driving me crazy." Jeez. Uh, the lady is Carol Lombard, famous movie star. Mm-hmm. She gave the car to Clark Gable. One of Hollywood's biggest male sex symbols from the early 1930s all the way to the 1960s. He had yeah. a long run. Yeah, no, no, he was a big deal. I didn't know it was that long. Oh, it was Clark Gable, man. That's a while. It's an institution. They do this thing, like, you know, he was in Gone with Wind. And yeah. when they adjust for inflation, movie tickets with Gone with the Wind, it makes, it, it routinely becomes the highest grossing movie of all time. Because it stayed in theaters, I think, for like three years. That's nuts. Because there was, you know, no alternative, and it stayed in theaters forever and ever and ever and ever. And movie tickets were like ten, you know, very cheap. That's crazy. So when you adjust for inflation, it's like in the multi multi billions or something. That's so weird. I don't even remember that movie. Never I saw it on cable when I was a kid. Like I don't even know if it was all of it. It was like some chunk of it. Yeah. And then I just don't even remember. My it. Re- only reference for that is the Carol Burnett sketch. Right. Where it, that she makes fun of it. But, uh, yeah, so apparently Carol Lombard bought him a Model T Ford, which was cheap at the time, but not free. It's a fucking car. Yeah. And had it painted white with red hearts all over it, delivered it to him, said, you're driving me crazy, for their first date. Jeez. They married three years later, which sounds right to me, because that is a gesture that's so goddamn crazy. I would be like, for at least two years, I'd be like, yeah, but remember when you bought me that car? That was fucking weird. You wonder, like, did he drive that thing around? Like, what the fuck did he do with that? No. Did he just immediately have it painted? I don't know. That's weird. You got to go like, oh, thank you. Cool. Yeah, there's nothing. You can't drive that car. I mean, I guess if you're Clark Gable, you can kind of do anything. I guess. But maybe that was their weekend car. They drove it together. I mean, you'd hope it was painted with a paint that you could easily get off. Yeah. What a fucking... I mean, these are just the first two. (laughs) And they're already like... I've never even heard of anyone doing anything like this. Yeah. In the modern day. Like friend, friend of a friend. Yeah. I mean, these things are like... They seem like they're out of movies. Yeah, I mean... Also, these people are like... They have a lot of money. So these were, I mean, Carol Joe Lombard, DiMaggio and yeah, Carol, I mean, Carol Lombard and Clark Gable were about as famous as you could get. Yeah. So they can afford to like, oh, I'm going to buy a car and have it painted and then give it to you yeah. as a gift. Yeah. Um, number three. I don't know if I'm into this one. He bought her the world's most expensive diamond. Jesus. Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton were two of the biggest film, star, film stars of their era, but were perhaps even more famous for their torrid and turbulent on-again, off-again love affair that included two marriages and two divorces. 
1969, Burton haggled endlessly and doggedly with sellers and finally coughed up over a million dollars, 15 million in today's money, to buy Liz a 68-carat diamond. Previously, the most expensive diamond in the world had sold for $300,000. After their final split, Taylor sold the glittering rock for $5 million and donated the dough to charity. That's shitty. Also, diamonds are, the, are a pretty fake market. We all know that. Jesus, dude. There's enough diamonds on the planet for everyone to have like 30. That's how many diamonds there are? There's, yeah, but j- there's so many diamonds. They, the market's a, it's a false market. As far as like actual rarity of gemstones, emeralds and rubies and shit are way oh, harder to right, get. Yeah. Diamonds, you can make them. But what about like real? I mean, can you even... You there's can, still like diamond mines are packed. I mean, look at every mall's full of them. Right. Every commercial... If you watch TV, they're like, all these people have tons of diamonds. They're everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've never understood the appeal of diamond. When girls like, I want a diamond ring. I'm like, I don't... Nothing... It's, 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 a, it's a made up market like baseball cards or art. Wow. Yeah. $15 million. You know, a lot of romance I notice stems from spending a lot of money, and I yeah, think where's I, the fucking grand gestures that are like, wow, that took a lot of thought and creativity. I think maybe that comes from the fact that men care mostly about like well, most of our lives are spent chasing money. So if you throw a lot of it, you're kind of saying, yeah. I've worked a lot of my life. I'm going to use a lot of the byproduct of a lot of what I've worked for. For you, that's how. But on the other are. end of that, women want things that are that cost money, like diamonds and like a Chanel bag and a fucking car and all this. Like they want things that have to do with money too. So it's yeah. not like just us. No, 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 no. But I, I don't know that men do covet luxury items, but mostly we just covet money, right? Because we know once we get money, we get everything else we want in short for a short time after that. If you become incredibly rich as a dude, you can basically get a lot of what you want. Yeah. You know, guys only want to spend money on cars and watches <laughs> um, and diamond rings. There's things you have to spend money on. Yeah, that's that's just so much money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. to. I know they were huge stars, but even the fact that they had he had that much money to throw around. It's crazy. Yeah. A million. Fifteen million dollars. Yeah. Like that. if that if he has fi- if that that would mean he'd have to be worth to, for that to make sense in my head he would have had to be worth the equivalent of a hundred million yeah drop fifteen I mean fifteen percent of your net worth that's crazy yeah what the fuck did he what was he in to where he was worth that much money I don't know I mean I I know the name Richard Burton he was incredibly famous but like yeah I, I you know I'm too young to fucking know what for man yeah. Elizabeth Taylor like what. She was something. I'm number four. Number four is interesting. He walked away from his throne to be with her. Yeah. Edward VIII became king of England in 1936, but by December of that year, deeply in love with a married American woman named Wallace Simpson, he was forced to choose between her or his throne. He chose her. He divorced. She divorced her husband, and they were married the next year. Damn, giving up a fucking actual throne you know who this isn't romantic for her fucking husband oh yeah yeah where's this poor bastard in the scenario i know what did he do for a living i hate these sto- there's a lot of stories like this where there's always like some poor bastard like it's it's like yeah who's like what about me yeah, he's just like a nice guy it's like yeah but it was love it was you can't fight love it's like well she yeah. used to love that guy he's a king 
Yeah, what if... It, it, How are it, you going to be... And he's like a pretty good looking dude, I guess, for like, you know, like a guy in his 40s is a king. Yeah. Um. Yeah, how are you going to beat a king? You're not. It's fucked up. Yeah, but when you read the story, it's like, wow, how romantic she found. She got to marry a king. And then you're like, but that dude, what if they had like kids? Yeah. And she's just like, no, I got to go be with this king now. Yeah, it's bullshit. And then what he doesn't give a shit either is like. Yeah, no, he's an asshole. Yeah, leave <laughs> leave your dude for me. I'm a fucking. Yeah, call king. it romantic all you want. This is just cheating. <laughs> This is just cheating with with people who had cool titles. And he could just go back and be the king later if he wanted to anyway. Yeah, he could also have her murdered. He, yeah, he has nothing to lose. Yeah. He definitely got to keep his castle. It's not like he threw, got, had to give up his money just to give up his title. Yeah, he could still live in the castle. He could, like, he could do whatever he wants, basically. Yeah, I'm not into this one. This if, you're in the, if you're in a royal family, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to be king right now. But if I want to later, I will be. Yeah, I want to know how. She, I want to know what, what is she just hanging around, flirting with him? That's bullshit. Uh, also, she has the least attractive name of any female ever. <laughs> Wallace, Wallace Simpson. Simpson. <laughs> What's her name? Wallace. Oh, <laughs> so she's not hot? No, she's pretty. She just got a fucked up name. Yeah, are you sure she's just not a male janitor? Because that's what she sounds like. <laughs> yeah, Wallace Simpson. Wallace Simpson wow. sounds like Homer's like distant cousin who comes to town and is really normal. And you wonder why Homer's an alcoholic. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's just so not attractive. Like Natalia would be an attractive name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd Sounds be like, oh, little, wow, I get why she got exotic. a hold of you. Yeah. Not Wallace Simpson. But then again, uh, what's Prince Charles and Camilla Parker Bowles? Yeah, that's not really a. Tra- the British royal family is pretty weird and inbred and like sheltered. Right. So what they fall victim to sexually is pretty boring, you notice? Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Because she just looks like a boring Midwestern secretary. Yeah. Like, you get the feeling she was just, like, sort of good at giving a hand job, and that to him was so mind-blowing. Yeah, he's like, she's kinky and crazy. Yeah. And she let me see her bosoms. Yeah. Yeah. She showed me her ankle on the first date. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number five, he bought her the world's most expensive toilet seat for the world's most beautiful ass. When Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez were Hollywood's most visible power couple in 2002, Ben spent a whopping $105,000 to buy J-Lo a toilet seat covered in rare gems such as diamonds, rubies, and sapphires. I never thought I'd say this about a toilet seat Lopez gushed, but it's beautiful, almost like a piece of art. I call number five, two assholes waste money. Yeah, that is the modern day version of... The fucking car with the you're driving me crazy and the flowers. A fucking toilet seat with rubies on it. Yeah, I bet you if you brought this up to either one of them in an interview, they'd walk out. Yeah, they'd go, I don't want to talk about like, that anymore. Yeah, guy, didn't, they'd look at their publicist like, didn't we talk about this? Yeah. This is embarrassing. This is stupid. This story helped create ISIS. <laughs> oh, my God. And honestly... It makes like I, I'm not I'm definitely not seeing Batman because of this. Right. And I don't like from now, like if, if Ben Affleck's yammering about some charitable bullshit, I'm not going to listen. I'm this makes me so mad that I'm not even going to watch any more Matt Damon movies. For real. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, dude. <laughs> yeah. Martian this dick. Um, 
No, you could have built a well in an African village that would have, with that much money, you probably could have built several wells that would have saved 105,000 lives. Yeah. It's not even about the 105,000 because Richard Burton spent $15 million on, like, the world's biggest diamond. Also a dickhead. Right. But... But This is for a shitter. Yeah, this is for a fucking toilet seat. Yeah. And it's, like, it's also, like, a bad joke. It's like, ah, you got... The world's most beautiful ass, so I'm like, I'm getting you the world's most expensive toilet seat. Yeah, also, there's no way it looked nice. It looked like a gaudy piece of shit. Yeah, how can it look How can it look good? Yeah. And who's going to see it and be like, wow, I'm really like impressed by that? Yeah. And you're literally like... I mean, Ben Affleck probably was pissing on it when he was like missing the toilet. Yeah. And... So every time he did that, he was just like, what did, what did I do here? Yeah. And then he had to like get toilet paper and like wipe yeah. the seat. <laughs> he had to wipe his own piss off a $105,000 toilet yeah. seat. I remember she bought him a really expensive car for his birthday. She bought him one of those Phantoms. It's like oh, 300 yeah. grand. Yeah. Like those two were really. That makes a little more sense. It's a fucking car. Yeah. You like use it for stuff. Yeah, but not just that, shit on it. That particular moment in media was pretty disgusting. Yeah, that was like the height of fucking um, Us Magazine and stuff. Yeah, like the paparazzi culture, like yeah. exploding, and yeah. like they were getting really out of hand. He was in that music video of hers. Oh yeah, that was like the Gigli era. Yeah, or whatever. God, they were. That was just like. It's funny to see Ben Affleck now versus then. You're like, man, what a fucking comeback you staged. That's what really like fucking ruined his career for a little while. It was really that thing. It's like, oh, you're gross. Yeah, he just was. He came off so douchey, and then it's like, all right, now you're banging Jennifer Lopez, and she's yeah, kind of a like, douchebag oh, too. Sucks. Yeah, the whole thing was just like you avert your eyes. Yeah, but yeah, a hundred. I mean, there's nothing really. There's nothing redeemable about that. Yeah, it's not romantic. It's not like oh, you're just like, huh? What? That's yeah. It's dumb. like sort of funny, and that's like it. But yeah. it's not romantic to me. Okay, here's this is romantic. This next one. <laughs> this one is. This one's pretty good. She awoke to hear a symphony written for her. Mm. Just that alone. Yeah, good. You don't even have to know who did it. Yeah. Uh, for his wife, Cosima's 33rd birthday, German composer, German composer Richard Wagner wrote an entire symphony for her. Aw. <laughs> See, that's an aw. Yeah. The other one's like, aw. Yeah. Right. She was awakened on her birthday morning to the strains of a 15-piece orchestra playing her the symphony on her staircase. Quote, when I woke up, I heard a sound. What music, she wrote in her diary. I mean, yeah, that you can't really be. I mean, you have to be a composer to make that happen. That really takes that say anything ghetto blaster bullshit and makes it look like garbage. Right. Like, oh, you held up a ghetto blaster? Yeah. So what? So cool. Oh, couldn't afford a, a quor- uh, even a quartet, you poor bastard. I know. Kickboxing's not the sport of the future. Yeah, get it, get actual session players over there. Yeah, write a song, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Yeah. Dude, you could get, I mean, whatever you want after that. Now, let me just say this. Okay. This is clearly very romantic. Yes. But because he's a composer. Yeah. Do you think it's a little bit of an easy out? Well, maybe. But how many other composers have you heard that about? True. See, most of them. I feel like that's, I feel like a lot of them probably did that. I don't know. Because you think like they're all like these 
brooding, twisted, crazy, fucking obsessive weirdos that are probably just spending all day and night thinking about themselves and their yeah their next symphony or whatever. Right. I don't know. So maybe he was just a romantic. Maybe. How long was the symphony? <laughs> I don't know. It's weird that she imme- she awoke and, and wrote in her diary. Like, that's what she did as soon as she woke up. She yeah. didn't, like, look outside and be like, oh, hey, boyfriend, you wrote me a symphony. She right. just, like, opened her diary and wrote, what music? This what seems... When I woke up, I heard a sound. Yeah, what this music? This sounds a little... I mean, she could have wrote that later in the day, like, recapping the day. And then when I woke up... Yeah, I think she would have wrote more about who did it. And it was his wife. He wasn't even trying to woo a girlfriend. Oh, wait a minute, sorry. The fact that it was for his wife, I'm into. He wasn't trying to woo her. That is romantic. Yeah, they were already together, and he was like, I'm writing her. And it was her 33rd birthday. They could have been married for 30 years at that point. That's crazy. Back then? Come on. See, that's a good one. Yeah. That's romantic. Yeah. The next one, I think, is pretty impressive just from the standpoint of AIM. Number seven, he dropped hundreds of roses from a helicopter onto her house. This sounds like a celebrity couple. Blonde French bombshell Brigitte Bardot yeah. was probably the most sought-after sex symbol in the 19, of the 1960s. To woo the elusive golden goddess, German playboy Gunter Sachs paid for a helicopter to drop hundreds of roses over Bardot's villa in the French Riviera. It worked, and they married in 1966. Good move. Yeah, Gu- I mean... Gunter, Gunter, Gunter. Gunter Sachs. Gunter Sachs. Yeah. He sounds like a villain who lives in a compound. Bridget Bardot is, I believe, still alive. And I feel like this. I saw this quote from her where she said, I gave my body and my heart to men when I was young. And now I'm giving my both to animals. Like she's a real big and like a oh, really? animal person. Oh wow! That I think she was she was such a big sex symbol. Like it was just dudes were trying to like collect her. <laughs> oh yeah, as a thing. But yeah, I think it's pretty impressive that the helicopter was able to get the roses, you know, onto her house on purpose. It's pretty crazy. You need two guys. You need at least you get a pilot and the rose thrower. Yeah, you got to know that. Yeah, which is the right... There's no Google Maps back then. you got to be like, this is the house, right? Yeah. It is interesting. I think about this sometimes, like, going at... Like, the notion of trying to date famous people. Yeah, you got to go real hard. What they're exposed to is so different. Yeah, I mean, you got to think, like, he... This wasn't his first idea. Like, I'm going to drop roses out of a helicopter. He was probably like... Well, I'll just have five bouquets delivered to her doorstep. Oh, seven other guys have done that this year? All right, fuck. Well, what's the next move? Yeah. Do I have them delivered in a limo? Four other dudes did that. Some guy did that yesterday. Yeah. What yeah. do I do with the fucking roses? Yeah. You got to like, you got to do stuff. Like, it's not just like you yeah. met a girl somewhere and you take her to a nice restaurant. Yeah. You got to like get creative. Yeah. I mean, Brigitte Bardot probably got, you know, that's like, if you're not, fl- she's been, it's the modern equivalent of, like, a guy who flies you to Paris for the first date. Yeah. Well, that's some shit, like, billionaires do, because they kind of can. They're like, you know, I can impress the hell out of somebody. Yeah. That's a billionaire's version of, like, driving a girl to Malibu to eat at some, like, oceanside, yeah. Yeah. you know, seafood place. Yeah. But that I guess to us is like, well, it's a drive. It's going to cost a few hundred bucks. To them, they're like, we're having dinner in Paris. Like, what's the big deal? I guess if you did normal shit when you were that successful, it'd be like, wow, you didn't try at all. You right. have multiple assistants, and you couldn't even, like, nothing? 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ha- yeah, you have to do something like that. Because it's like, to me, it's like percentages. Uh-huh. It's like a percentage of your ability, a percentage of your time, a percentage of your wealth. Uh-huh. It's not so much about the actual thing. It's like the people you're being romantic towards expect like one percent of your total net worth needs to be expelled on me. Uh-huh. You know, like this much of your time, this much. But if and if you have that kind of shit at your disposal, it should be more impressive, just based on what you're able to do. Yeah, otherwise it just seems like you don't care. You're yeah. being lazy. You yeah. have to like you have to show that you're trying. Yeah. And roses out of a helicopter is proof positive. If I don't draw some if I don't draw someone I'm dating something, they get pissed. Oh really? Yeah. I guess you kinda have to. Yeah. At some point. I mean draw draw them or draw something for something. them. Something. Something. Just anything where you randomly go, Hey, I drew this for you. No. No. I mean, but yeah, if I don't, I'm kind of in trouble. Wait, what do you mean? So if they ask you, oh, you mean if they ask me? No, I'm so saying, well, how are you, how are you d- explaining this? Like, if you don't draw something for them, they get mad. Like, draw something out of the blue for them, out or, of the blue, or if, oh, okay, all right, yeah, right, because it becomes like you draw stuff for other people. <laughs> you never draw anything for me. Yeah, it becomes that. That's funny. Yeah. So, um, number eight. Uh-oh. He built her the world's most beautiful tomb. <laughs> Damn, that is love. <laughs> Indian Emperor Shah Jahan was so heartbroken at the death of his wife, Mumtaz Mahal, who died while delivering their 14th child in Dude. the year 1631. 14 kids? That he commissioned over 20,000 workmen and over 1,000 elephants Damn. to build... Her tomb is a symbol of her his undying love. It took 22 years to build, but is now one of the world's most famous and instantly recognizable buildings, the Taj Mahal. Damn. Motherfucker built the Taj Mahal as a tomb? I didn't know that. I'm going to say this first of all. Maybe she wouldn't have died if you just stopped at 12 kids. Yeah, or like five. Yeah. What I mean, the fuck was 14? your problem? 14? Pull out, dude. How many kids do you need? That is 90 to plus 36. That's 126 months pregnant. She spent 126 months of her life pregnant. And she probably didn't, you know, people didn't live that long back then. So she probably spent like three quarters of her life. She pregnant. spent 12 years of her life pregnant. Yeah. She probably, she back probably then, died at 23. Yeah. She probably <laughs> died at 23 years old. Because <laughs> was he alive to see the finished product? Probably not. 22 years it took to build. <coughs> The fuck, Jeez. man. And by the way, I don't want to hear about the thousand elephants to build it. That just makes it sound like a funny cartoon. This is, seems to me like an asshole who felt guilty about mistreating someone for a long time. So to make up for it, he mistreated probably a bunch of slaves and elephants. Man. Well, that's how everything was built back then. Yeah, I guess. It was all slaves and animals. Yeah. Such a bummer. Yeah, I'm uh, not into this one as romance. I mean, it's pretty... I mean, the idea of it, but yeah. I mean, the fact that, like, after you read the died while delivering the 14th child, it's like, well, yeah, obviously build her a tomb. Like, (laughs) you didn't really do much else for her besides pump her full of fucking children. Yeah, man. Like, she might, oh, hooray, I get to deliver our 11th child. Maybe we'll be done after this one. No, honey, we need a few more. Yeah, rude, man. We need to basically have a football team. Yeah, they have a they had a, a full basketball team with two alternates. Yeah, four. no four. 
Is there? But I thought there was twelve. Five on each team. I think you're allowed twelve though. On the court, five. No, on no, 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 no. On the whole team. No, well, including the bench. No, I think you. I mean, there's way more than that. But like on the court is five each. Yeah, yeah. On the court is five each. But I think yeah. the total players on a team, like at at the game, is twelve on each team. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Now in my head, I'm yeah. th- now in my head, it's football. I don't know. What I'm, I don't know. Okay, I'm confused yeah. now. All right. Someone will tell us. <laughs> um, this next one could get. I think we're. This next one's a little rough. Concentration camp love affair. Yeah. Captured by the Nazis in 1940 and placed in a concentration camp, British soldier Horace Greasley. A lot of these people don't have good names. <laughs> Horace Greasley, like the last two, the ones before that, fell head over heels for a Jewish translator named Rosa Rockbach. Kind of a cool name. Yeah. It was a rock box. Uh, after Grizzly was moved to a camp 40 miles away, he escaped the camp to be with her an estimated 200 times, sometimes up to four times a week. Tragically, after Grizzly was liberated in 1945, both Rosa and her baby died while delivering Grizzly's child. Hey. Another fucking dead Ugh. during childbirth story. So wait, he... Escaped his camp two hundred times. Yeah, was never caught and never just like left camp. Wow. I mean, maybe their camps. Maybe he wasn't escaping the entire camp, but he was able to get over to where she was. I mean, forty miles away though. That you're leaving the whole camp. Oh yeah, you're. I didn't say. Yeah. That's insane. British soldier. Oh, wait, Damn. was he? Oh, he was a British soldier. Okay. Yeah, but captured by the Nazis. Probably because he was... That's pretty... Banging Jewish chicks, and they're like, that's not cool, bro. It's pretty impressive to be able to get... You're a captured soldier? They, you'd think they'd want to keep track of everyone pretty tightly. Yeah. Man, that's a lot of... Like, that's a lot of risk. Like, 200... T- you're like, this could be the time I'm fucking shot and killed... In my tracks, trying to get to this girl. And to go 40 miles, it probably took him a couple days to get there. Yeah. I wonder if that's how much of that's exaggerated. Like 200 times, four times a week. It almost doesn't seem possible just time-wise. Yeah. So it could have been like 100 times once a week. And they're like, (laughs) let's just ramp up the number. So he seems like the most romantic person who ever lived. Right. But that's still a lot of risk where you're like, look, I love this chick. Am I going to risk escaping this concentration camp um, and just getting shot on sight? Like, they're not even going to be like, well, let's chase him down and give him a you know slap on the wrist. They're just going to shoot you. I feel like this dude was probably seeing captured soldiers killed all the time. And he was yeah. like, I'm probably going to die anyways. So he's so like, fuck, fuck it. this. Let's get laid. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to live my l- last days of my life in love. And then she ends up dying during childbirth. How many fucking stories back then ended that way you think it's, yeah it's a lot that died during childbirth they didn't they didn't know what they were doing in the same way that that shit never happens now and they're just like having millions of kids probably yeah they're just like at the second you're done with one it's like let's get the other one out yeah i guess now you can't even like some girls won't even text you back let alone <laughs> fucking have three kids i can't get any girls to die during childbirth (laughs) it's really selfish jesus Um, number 10 back to the modern era 
he <laughs> bought her a whole island. Yes, he did. And we're not talking about Nicolas Cage. No. With his grand, ostentatious displays of wealth and power, Jay-Z is sort of the Donald Trump of hip-hop. That's a mean thing to That's say. That's offensive. Yeah, don't do that to him. Yeah, make him the Bill Gates of hip-hop. Yeah, make him fucking any other... There's any other rich 100 guy. A hundred billionaires in the world. Yeah, you there's pick so Donald many billionaires. Trump. You pick the worst one. Yeah. Make him the Liberace. Ugh. Uh, for Beyonce's 29th birthday, he bought her an island off the coast of Florida for $20 million. Aw. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, also a pretty solid investment. Yeah. Was it undeveloped? I want to know more about this island. I think it was because there was there's a bunch of little islands. Yeah, there's lots. There's some off the coast of California that just no one lives on. Yeah. So yeah, they could. I wonder what they'll do with it. Build a theme park. I want to know how many times they've used it. Yeah, if they. I wonder if they like built a house and then they just go there every once in a while. That's some shit you throw at someone in a fight. Like, oh, really? Like you used yeah. your island? Yeah. Oh, you're mad at me? Why don't you go hang out on the island I bought you? Yeah, you're right. I, you're right. I haven't worn the necktie you got me. Have yeah. you gone to the island I bought you? Right. <laughs> oh, you want to go on vacation? It's funny that you want to go to Hawaii considering that we own an island and we can go there. Yeah. No, I didn't say happy birthday to your mom. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I'll text her from our island that you don't care about. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think we need another house considering we own an island. Yeah. Jesus. Go to the island to say you're a feminist. Yeah, I need, I need some quiet time. I'm going to... Well, maybe I won't go to my room. Maybe I'll just take the private jet to the island that we own. Oh, you need some space? Remember when I bought you space? Yeah. <sighs> remember, remember that space surrounded by water on all sides <laughs> that I bought you? <laughs> I bought you so much space you can find it on a map. Yeah. <laughs> um, number 11... Dinner for two in an empty sports arena. Oh. In 2011, at age 17, Justin Bieber Aww. rented out the 20,000-seat Staples Center in Los Angeles mm-hmm. so that he and his then-girlfriend, Selena Gomez, <laughs> could have a private candlelit dinner. After eating, they watched Titanic alone together. <laughs> Titanic. It's Titanic? Titanic. Alone together on the stadium's big screen. You know, I mean, not, not bad, bad, dude. Yeah, not, not bad, bad dude. For I a, can't really hate on this. For a fucking 17-year-old douchebag, pretty good move. Yeah. And let's, I mean, okay. But why the Staples Center? Maybe that's the biggest venue he could get in town. She lives, I think she lives in Los Angeles. But why the, why the side, why not just rent out like. Cinefamily? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like a the- like a theater. Brad Pitt and uh, that was always what I heard that Brad Pitt and Angelina Angelina Jolie would rent out the silent movie theater all the time. Really, they'd watch stuff there. Yeah, yeah. He would. That was like their date, one of their date night things. Yeah, why not? I mean, like, yeah, rent out at like the Shrine Auditorium or like the like a, a nice old beautiful theater, and then like have dinner in that and watch a movie there instead of like because it's you know Staples Center is just like a sports. The arena. size of it though is impressive. I guess yeah, the size because I think for you know. She could, either one of them could rent out any of those other places pretty easily. He's like, nah, yeah. I did this one, and are I, I don't I feel like there aren't that many nights where the Staples Center is empty. I have no idea. It's pretty cool, and I I think low end it p- couldn't have cost less than fifty grand, maybe a hundred. Yeah, to rent the whole place out for, I mean, he didn't need it the like day and night. It was just like. Probably four hours, five hours. You wonder if he was like playing there that weekend anyway, and he was like, hey, let me get Thursday too. 
pro- I mean, yeah, if he was playing there, he's like, can I do this thing also? Yeah. You know, on the prep night after we're done, we're, yeah. Yeah. Here's the, what I'm thinking. I, I shouldn't be thinking this because it's gross and he was underage and she was too. Uh-huh. Do you fuck afterwards in the stable? Oh, center? you fuck hard. But in the stable center? Yeah. Where? There's people around. You got to make sure everyone's gone. There's a staff. You can't leave. A they, staff for what? What are they doing there? They got to unlock the doors. They're not just like, here's a key, Justin. Yeah, I mean, what? I mean, this. I don't know. I guess it's like, yeah. There's low people. end. Fifteen people there in some capacity, janitors around. So you can't like just start hooking up. There's people around. I mean, I would. I don't know. I would have my guy. I would be like, listen, my security, sweep the building, make sure everyone's gone. Yeah, everyone out of my staple center. Yeah, I rented it out. It's my. I'll do what I want with it. Yeah, you bring like a big blanket, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have like a giant king size bed delivered. Yeah. yeah. And then a couch. Seems like a total waste not to have sex in the staple center. You gotta fuck on the staple now, center floor. They were both underage, and that's disgusting and wrong. Yeah, but you know, every fucking teenagers fuck. Yeah, that's when they, that's when everyone starts. How about doing this? It. Maybe if they just did a real aggressive dry humping. Yeah, to like just as the credits roll of Titanic, the opening credits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, they dry humped on Staples Center. Yeah, and they like pretend like when you know when Leonardo DiCaprio drowns, Justin Bieber's like, you know who else wants to go down? And then he, you know, whatever. <sighs> Deborah twelve. Married on his 100th birthday after chasing her for 30 years. That is serious fucking In 1983, I, I can't wait till we find out she died in childbirth after I that. know. In 1983, when he was 72 years old, Forrest Lunsway, another garbage name. <laughs> yeah, what is with these people? <laughs> Forrest Lunsway was set up by friends with a 62-year-old <laughs> woman named Rose Pollard. Rose Pollard isn't the worst. Yeah, Rose nice. told him that she only wanted to be friends and had no interest in getting married. Forrest persistently courted her for the next 20 years, driving the 40 miles. Uh, did you walk it? Like the, like the British soldier? Yeah. Driving the oh, yeah, 40 to drive miles a car? back and forth between no their homes so just so he could see her again. In 2003, her propo- he proposed marriage typo. In 2003, he proposed marriage to her, and she joked that if he lived to be 100, she would marry him. So in 2011, when she was 90, and on the day he turned 100, they were finally wed. She sounds like kind of a dick. Yeah, she made the guy wait 30 fucking years? Yeah, while she ran around some slutty 80-year-old fucking all kinds of dudes. Yeah, you wonder if they ever, like, hooked up or slept together, or it was just like he drove there, they hung out. I wonder, maybe she was, like, had been divorced a couple times, it was just one of those things where she's like, I said I'd never do it again. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they just like they hooked up and did their thing, but he he wanted to get married and she didn't. Yeah. And then she's like, fine. Well, look, if when you turn 100, I'll marry you. But like until then, we're just dating. Yeah, I feel like I want to see pictures of both of them, both of them. This feels like that thing where like a guy's in love with a stripper and uh, like for years and years and years and years. And she doesn't yeah. like him because she's living that life. Right. And then like, you know, one day when it's all she's like, fine. And to to him, he got like, you know, the woman of his dreams. Right. But she just settled for the last dude standing. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was your interpretation. Yeah. Sorry. I really interpret. I really took any of the romance out of that. Yeah. You sucked. You 
pulled the petals right off of the rose. If I could see pictures of them, it'd be like kind of cute, like a commercial. Yes, but they're probably old and haggard. And ugly. No, but that's they could only be cute at that point. Yeah, if there was a photo of them together in a backyard, you know, like yeah, like you can kind of hear the wedding speeches, or like yeah, yeah. It took a little too long. He was fumbling through his notes. And yeah, like, he's oh. like, oh, you think this is taking a long time? The one over yeah. here. Everyone laughs because they yeah. know the story. <laughs> 30 years. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, look, it took me a while. They say love grows. And inside right. he's like, fuck you. I'm going <laughs> to live another year. Yeah, I have one more year to be with you. Although I, I bet I bet like her finally saying yes gave him an extra like year or two. You know what I mean? Maybe, yeah. Just I mean, he like did that. make it to 100. Maybe the, he made it to 100 because he was like still pursuing yeah. something in life. Absolutely. What if he married her and died the next day? Uh, well, you, I, I that could happen too. Yeah. Because uh. he's like, well, now I'm, f-, and he's like, now I'm finally, I'm finished now. She was his white whale. He had nothing to care yeah. about after that. So that was 12. That was the whole thing. It was 12 things. Yeah. Now, how do you feel about all these? Like, do you think that like, more people should do stuff like this or do, or is this like these are just super romantic gestures that are probably exaggerated a little bit to make everyone you know and make everyone's heart flutter a little bit like oh i think uh i honestly think somewhere in the middle right i think uh as 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 a person i am too i, I kind of uh in my head i guess like would describe myself as like I'm really realistic but it's actually more like I'm kind of a bummer you're cold and dead on the inside yeah is what you're saying and (laughs) you can with like some effort yeah like actually creatively like make yourself a happier life like a happier uh, like a more romantic existence no matter like even if these things are sort of like abstract and kind of weird and like outlandish the fact is, the other person probably liked him a lot. Yeah. yeah. And no matter no matter what I think of it, it probably made them happier. And inadvertently, then it made their relationship better. Yeah. And so that the ripple effect of that is just a better life, a happier yeah. life, a happier relationship. So, like, while I, I I think a lot of people, myself included, use. Uh, you know, like maybe like saying romance is dumb or like uh-huh. fuck Valentine's Day, and right. I'm just you know it's, it's silly, and I'm like I'm I'm just like a realist. It's like that's more of like a defense mechanism and a laziness, right? To a not wanting to put forth the effort and not wanting to put forth the effort and have it like not work. Yeah, the rejection is always like I guess a factor. Not even so much rejection because it's like you're in. I mean, yes, there are. If if you're not in a relationship with someone, but if you are in a relationship with someone and you do something like that, and it just doesn't go over super rad, you're like, oh fuck, I. Well, how wouldn't how wouldn't it go over? Like you, you can just get it wrong. Like it's like like the like the diamond encrusted toilet seat could have gone (laughs) very wrong. Right. The car with the hearts all over it. I kind of think that did go very wrong because he didn't marry her until three years later. Yeah, I mean, but, but they probably like were seriously dating for that time. It's not like that you're going to get married the next day, but it probably that locked it in. Dude, that shit was in the fifties. Yeah. This is in the nineteen thirties. People didn't date for three years in the thirties. But they're celebrities. It's different. Yeah, he was out there boning. Yeah, he was out there fucking, and yeah, and they're probably like, I bet the studios were like, we're not having you get married yet, but women need to think they can still have you for like a couple years. Yeah, and then you can get married. Yeah. I've, I mean, I've recently started to examine that thing 
that behavior I have, the like uh, being the being realistic thing. Because it's like it's a choice or like hiding being, behind. That. Yeah, like I'm hiding, just being pragmatic. It's yeah. not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hiding behind the pragmatic thing. I've yeah. recently started to think about more and talk about and tried like in therapy and try to like. It's like all right. I tried that for a really long time. Uh-huh. It didn't. It's not necessarily giving me the what I want. Right. So yeah, unless, unless you find a girl that's like totally on the same page, but like those. I mean, those don't really exist now you gotta find like a dry alternative comic yeah yeah and it's like you don't that i don't know those girls are never like there's not a lot of passion with those types of girls that are just like i don't really care about much either then you're like cool we're just basically friends then (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah yeah so yeah i think so i i don't have it'd be too that's why i picked this it'd be like easy for me to shit on them i shit on some of them but like at the same time i mean some of them deserve to be you know shit on but there's still like, I don't know, because I've gone through the same thing over the years where I'm like, I'm not really like yeah. a Valentine's or buy flowers or or whatever. But if you really like the girl, mm-hmm. it's just you just got to I don't know. Sometimes I just find myself wanting to do that, which is great because then you're like, it just shows that you really like care about the girl. Yeah. And then you do it and it doesn't have to be on Valentine's Day and that goes a little further or you just buy them things that you see that they would like yeah you know on a random day um and they they just appreciate that right it i think the way i i think about this stuff now reminds me of like how i've started like a lot this is like maybe close to 10 years ago i started to not hate on like successful people or things that i that just weren't my taste Uh uh-huh it's like it's like oh that show's a huge show. I don't particularly like it, but I know I know enough to know that like shows are hard to make right. or like someone special. It's like I may not like the special, but it's hard to get a special. Right. It's hard to like it's hard to like refine your special and film, you know, all that stuff is really really difficult. Yeah. And and a lot of stuff I haven't done. So like it's it would be way too easy for me to be like oh that thing sucks. Right. It's like well if you haven't done it, you kind of don't get to talk shit. Yeah, because you don't really know what's involved in it, and uh, or even things I have been involved in, I know how hard it is to do them on any level, especially a successful level. So when right. something gets like really big and sustains itself, like I don't love you too, but I've always admired the fact that they've stayed together as a band. Oh yeah, they've Just accomplished so much. Most bands break up. Yeah, I mean, in that like in cases like that, you can't say. It sucks. Yeah, you just, you just have to can't. go because it's not. It's undeniable. It's like yeah. enough people like it to where it's just not for you. It doesn't I rem- suck. I remember there was a thing where like uh, they released like the biggest grossing tours of the year, uh-huh. and it was the list. And John Bon Jovi was like, uh, he wasn't the list. He goes, we made like two hundred million dollars last year. Uh-huh. Like, why am I not on this fucking list? We we had a huge tour again. Like we have all the time. Right. And it's because. People don't necessarily like want to cop to Bon Jovi being huge, but the fact is, he is yeah. and has been the whole time. Right, and it's like, dude, if thousands, if hundreds of thousands of people show up, you know, you do a hundred shows and in twenty thousand seaters, if two hundred thousand people show up to see you, I can't talk shit about it. Yeah, unless it's like some bizarre like clan rally type shit yeah you, i mean you can make fun of aspects of it but you can't be like this is bullshit and it's not good you're like well enough people think it's good it's selling out arenas so it's just not for you during the super bowl uh, the halftime show yeah if you were, i was looking at twitter and oh, yeah. people were 
willfully shitting on Coldplay. Oh yeah. And it's like, yeah, I'm not I liked their first record. I stopped listening to them soon after, but like right. I think it's just that Coldplay's easy to make fun of. Yeah. But you really think they're that bad? Like what about it bothers you so they're much? They're just yeah, they're just boring. Yeah, they're, and they're not so what? They're not yeah. There's tons and tons of boring music. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's just like boring and corny and kind of like cheesy. But it's for that's why it can be the halftime show at the Super Bowl. Because it's a, a billion yeah. people are watching. You know what I found out? You have to pay to be the halftime show now. What? Yeah. First of all, I found out you didn't get paid, which I was like, what in the fuck? So you have to pay. Just and like now the NFL was like, why are we not selling this? And wow. now, OK, this was told to me. I forget who told me. So I, I don't know how accurate this is. This person okay. said, not only do you have to pay. They get a piece of your record sales for three months after because your record sales go through the fucking. No roof. way. I'm just saying that's what who we're fucking about. told you that this comic uh, yesterday at Neil's show named Mo Amer A M E R. How does he know that? Don't know. He sounded like I just met him, but he seemed like a smart dude. But like, <sighs> I don't know about that. The NFL makes the U.S. Army pay for all those NFL supports our troop shit. Right. Like the NFL doesn't give a fuck. No, I know. I mean, they they know how to make money, and yeah. they're you know. But I don't know about the whole. I mean, I could see that that you have to pay to be the halftime show. I could see that. Um, Maybe it's like a trade. You can either pay us this much or give us a piece. But a piece of the music sales, it's like what record label would fucking agree to that shit? They'd be like, yeah, nah. A billion people though. A billion people see a song. A billion. You get a billion downloads. Like, say, they usually they play in percentages, right? So right. That, that's what the metric is. Is like, if you can get three percent of some the people who see something to buy it, that's like a good number. What's three percent of a billion? A lot. Yeah, ten percent. But that's even more million. reason for them to be like, we're not. We're already paying you to be at the, to be the halftime show. We're not giving you record sales. Yeah, I want. And record sales are actually not. It's not like that's a lot of money though. Yeah, these days, no. Yeah. But yeah, that's I mean, it definitely wouldn't have flown ten years ago. So I'm curious if anyone that. can corroborate that story. Let us know. Yeah, I, that seems a little. The paying thing makes sense to me. Paying thing, I could see them doing that, which is going to probably make the halftime show suck even worse. The now. dude who told me said it was like you know a couple million bucks, which makes sense why like three big artists split it: yeah. Bruno Mars, Coldplay, and Beyonce. Yeah, and she, you know, she was obviously it was tied in directly with a promotion. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you wonder if it's just money is the name of the game now. I mean, next year's could just be anyone who forked over enough money. I think at that level, mon- for the artists like that, money is... I mean, Beyonce can't have like a half-successful record. That thing's got to be huge or like, oh my God, what did we do? Yeah. But I mean, next year, it's like, you know, a- anyone who could just fork over the most money will be... If if a label's like, We're, we need to push this artist... I wonder if like... Do you think the NFL would ever let someone cuz a billionaire who has like someone in their life they care about who wants to be a famous oh, yeah, artist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know like some weird Russian billionaire coming up at halftime, Svetlana Mitrovic. You're like, "What? Who yeah. the fuck? Who like, the hell is that?" Guy ponied up 10 million bucks. Yeah, that's the halftime show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it could be it could be that. I wonder. Or it'll just be Coldplay every year. Yeah, every single. And by year. the way, I'll say it once. I've said it again. I've said it again one more time. Bruno Mars can perform his ass off. Yeah, I've never been crazy about his. Uh, Don't care voice. about the songs, but that mm-hmm. kid gets up there 
and fucking performs his ass off yeah. and does not look like he even understands the meaning of the word nervous. Yeah. And I can't hate on it. That kid delivers. He is a talented performer. Beyonce almost fell. Bruno Mars didn't. Yeah. Now, granted, she was he's, wearing giant heels. He's way lower to the ground, too. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> at one point, he's they, like, like three foot six, I think. They did a thing where like they stood in front of each other and kind of looked at each other tough. And he was she like. She was legitimately tough. Yeah. I mean, she has like two feet on him. Beyonce's not that tall. But no. in heels, she's but probably he's that short. In heels, she's probably five ten. I think he has to look up when he sees Prince. Even <laughs> like that's how short Bruno Mars is. I would be very <laughs> fascinated to hear what Prince thinks of Bruno Mars. Yeah, a guy like Prince would probably be like, "Which one is he again? The guy yeah. with the suit or the what does he wear?" You yeah, because a lot of his performances are a little like homagey to like other, yeah. you know, it's like Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson, Prince, James kind of Brown, thing. things like that. So I wonder if Prince is like, oh, that that kid? Yeah. He, he probably get... is vaguely aware of his existence. Yeah, I wonder. Is it the guy with the hair? Which which one is uh Yeah. And then he'd look at a clip and be like, Yeah, it's all right. But I thought Bruno Mars was good when he was on SNL. He did some things that were good. Yeah, I mean he's a good performer. And by the way, Lady Gaga's national anthem sucked. Stop saying it didn't. I missed it. I, it sucked. I was in the car. It was ridiculous. Um Yeah, I saw like people posted like pictures of it. It, it I was like, on towards like she killed it. No, she didn't. It was garbage. Was not upset. To it was that. gross. Yeah, she's not good. Ugh. I haven't seen a lot between that and her speech at the Golden Globes. I, uh, no. Yeah, she's overrated and she's a gimmick. Yeah, um, she just wants to like thank herself. Right. <sighs> I don't know how that happened. I don't know how we got there. Yeah, we went off on a total tangent. So you don't have Valentine's Day plans because you lucked out. No, but I'm. We're gonna do something after. Oh, okay. Yeah. I pitched before, but she wants to wait till after. You pit Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, after's not bad. I mean, if she's gone, she's like busy or gone or whatever yeah. she's doing. Anyway, so do you have like a a, a plan that you're formulating or yeah. you're just going to be like fuck it, let's just go get dinner? No, I mean, I'm, we're going to go to her fave restaurant. Okay. And uh, I'll try to figure something else out. <laughs> I'm not good at it. I'm not going to pretend I'm good at it. Well, I mean, do you like in years past, have you talked to people that you know are good at it and be like, look, I want to do something special for this girl. No. What I, do I, I haven't. Do? That's what I do. If I'm like, I can think of one or two things that I know will work, but then I go, I want to do something different and new and like, so I'll just go to my friends that I know are good at that kind of stuff and I'll go, hey, what would you do in this scenario? They go, oh, you should boom, boom, boom. And you're like, fucking of course. Yeah. I mean, I w- the problem is she's pretty specific. Right, and I've had some, I've had some problems asking her friends what to do for her. Where uh-huh. after the fact, she's like, "Don't ask her; she doesn't fucking know anything." Oh, really? Yeah, where I thought I was like nailing it, right. I, got bad, I got bad intel. Uh, even her friends are like, "We're not sure, but maybe this." Yeah, and you're like, Fuck, God damn it. but then at least you get points for trying. Though. Yeah, I, le- I ask Leslie Grossman a lot of time for for ideas. Yes, yeah, she seems like she'd be. Good. Oh yeah, unless Leslie's it's what's the best ice cream flavor to get, my girl. <laughs> then she'll give you the wrong answer. Uh, no, I asked Leslie. Yeah, yeah, so, Leslie would be good for that. She's good for stuff like that for sure. And her husband John knows every restaurant in the world. Oh no way! He has he's he's got a restaurant Rolodex in his head. Oh nice. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Oh, by the way, I went to this restaurant the other day for uh, the girl's sister's birthday called Hinoki and the Bird. I've heard of that. It's apparently been there like three years. Dude, it was so fucking... Ironically, The Edge from U2 was there. (laughs) Oh, really? But like the food was so good. Where is this? It's 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 in like a hotel across the street from CAA. So on Avenue of the Stars. Okay, yeah. 
and it's just like tucked into this little spot. It's it's a decent sized restaurant, but the it had they had for dessert they had these mochi balls. Uh-huh. I'm not kidding. They might have been the best tasting thing I've ever had. Wow, they Where? were like an ice cream mochi ball with like a miso situation that was kind of like salty and like a little bit spicy, dude. They're fucking incredible. So it's an Asian restaurant. Yeah. Okay. It's like a, I don't know how to describe it, like Asian fusion type stuff. The right. food was incredible. It was not cheap, but not so shocking that you're like, I can't, I wouldn't go there. You got to try this place in Chinatown called Pok Pok. Ooh, I like it's name. a Thai place, uh-huh. like Northern Thai food. It's fucking awesome. Really? Oh yeah, it's so good. Okay. It's not like regular the right Thai food you're used to. Oh really? It's really really good. Is it hard to get into? No, I went in the afternoon, um, and it was it was like you know, four tables out of like the fifteen that were sat, and right. it was good food. It wasn't too expensive. Okay, um, but it's worth it. Yeah, but um, go to this Hanoki. Take your new girlfriend to Hanoki. I don't have a girlfriend. You do. Your love. <laughs> I definitely do not. <laughs> She's your doctor. She made you quit smoking. Yeah. <laughs> She's your doctor. Love is calling. <laughs> uh, She's a doctor. She she's a doctor. She has a doctorate in making you quit smoking. Yeah. But yeah, it well, was cool. And it was cool looking. The restaurant was like cool looking and like, yeah. And according to her sister, who like, her sister is a publicist who like works in, for restaurants. Yeah. It's like not impossible to like get a reservation. And okay. stuff. It's like not a, you know, craziness. All right. That's good to know. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll reconvene after Valentine's Day. Try to do something nice for the person you love. Yeah, I know it might be hard or you might be like, ugh, but uh, it, that shit goes a long way. And you don't have to do it on the 14th. You can do it on the 13th or 15th. Yeah. But if you have a girl that you are into on any other level besides we just hook up, yeah, uh, do something nice. And if they say they don't want you to, they are lying. That means they really are waiting for you to do it. Yep. It's a fucking trick. Yep. Women are tricky. Uh, they will fucking tell you one thing when they 1,000% mean the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even if you go right now, you're going, no, no, no. But my chick, she's even said that she doesn't do that. Yeah. She's still doing it. It's she like doesn't a- want the world necessarily, but she just even if it's a fucking card that says, happy Valentine's Day, you're amazing and you're great and whatever, just do that. Yeah, it's a little like box a, of chocolates. It's like a person says they don't care about their birthday. They are lying. Oh yeah, they yeah. want you to do something unless they're me. Right. Uh and even then you'd be happy if someone did something for you on your birthday, even if it's a little bit I'd be would. a little uncomfortable, but I would appreciate the gesture. And you'd appreciate the gesture. Yeah. Um yeah, everyone would. So there you go. Those were a bunch of a lot of romantic things that none of us can afford to do. But <laughs> the point is. But you know what the point is also? Some of these romantic things that cost a fortune, we're fucking stupid. So it's not about right. the money. Yeah, it's not about the money. It's the thought and the effort and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with that being said, uh, try and enjoy your Valentine's Day. And if you don't, don't tell her you didn't. Walk around a garden. That's a good one. That is a good one. Botanical garden. Disconso garden. Disconso. Boo chart. Oh, yeah. Go watch the sunset. Yep. Uh, in the mountains or, or at the ocean. Mm-hmm. That one's never a bad idea. Yep. Ever. Yep. Uh, and then fuck. Finger each other near a sea lion. And that's it. 